Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and of course, we have the world famous uh, fly angler Frank Selby on with us. Yeah, always. Always, almost seems like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, I was just talking to one of my friends. We are getting ready to set up our date for Mexico, remember? Oh, we're going to go to East Cape the end of September. And that is, we originally had booked for August, but some rooms opened up the end of September. And that has got to be the prime fishing. Uh, you've got, you know, Dorado, uh, yellowfin tuna, marlin, wahoo. And it's, it's uh, what is it? Uh, um, price was, well, it's under 1000 I think it's like 850 and that would be uh, for four nights, two days cruiser fishing, and if you want to spend a day in a four, in a, what do you call those quads, running up and down the beach, doing some surf fishing, if you want to go out on another boat to another day, um, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful place, and it's the perfect time of the year. Yeah. A little warm, but I could handle that for the fishing. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, that's why God gave us cold beer. And uh, when you're in the boat, you're not you're not hot. You're usually moving, or your your adrenaline's so high that you don't care. But you know that's when the it's, that's when the water's warm, and that's when the big game fish come in. Oh, that you're 100 percent right there. Mm-hmm. And also to take up the first uh, uh, or the last minute, um, we're, you might be a little confused because we are uh, in the process. We're almost there of changing our name instead of Fish Talk Radio to Fish Hunt Talk Radio because we're getting more involved in that part of it. And we're doing some things, changes on the website, but you can still go to fishtalkradio.com or fishhunttalkradio.com um, and listen to the show. And we suggest that you do that and so you can listen to the whole show as many times as you want there's a lot of information that comes out uh, that uh, you don't retain and you're certainly not going to write it down so please go ahead and visit us and uh, we're going to be back with you in just a minute stay hang in there frank If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and I'm so excited about today's show. It's We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, matters back to, well, we got, uh, I don't know if, uh, Frank, are you back there yet? I'm back here. Okay. He's uh, doing some last-minute adjustments, I think. But um, I'm really excited about this really fun guy that we've had on just recently. And uh, great guy. And, uh, um, you know... He's got uh, got a little bit too many things going, I'm afraid. Uh, Mike Grummet from Alaskan RV Butler, which is what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, Mike is one of those guys that uh, doesn't sit still very long, and I don't know if he has time to sleep because you know you've got uh, how many different businesses are you involved in. Well, I have three of my own, and I help my wife with uh, one of hers as well. Well, let's mention that. We were just talking before we went on the air. Is your wife imports uh, electric uh, bicycles, and uh, I'm sold. Uh, it, it folds up. You can put it in the trunk of a small car, and it's just <laughs> incredible. You get on that thing. Of course, you don't want to pedal because it just <laughs> just kind of glides along quietly. But uh, uh, but the idea is that you still get your exercise. And but you can use it for transportation if you want to, you know, run ten blocks to the store or the bank or something and enjoy getting there. Then uh, they're 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 awesome. And I don't yep. know if we want to give any information about them, but I can tell you I've been doing some research lately, and these things run anywhere from the really cheap ones up to five six thousand dollars, and the ones that Mike have are just incredible and they're much much less than what you're going to find in the market elsewhere and they look good and they're solid man boy those things are solid 
If they carry you, John, they got to be good. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Well, anyway, keep that in mind if anybody's interested in getting an electric bike and if they just want to know a little bit more about them. uh, Get in touch with us or with Mike um, at the Alaskan RV Butler. Is that your website? TheAlaskanRVButler.com. Okay. And, you know, let's go back again. Um, You know, what you do is, is so different and so unique. If anybody wants to see Alaska, now, I, I don't have a problem with anybody that's never been to Alaska and they want to take an, uh, a cruise in the Inland Passage. It's beautiful. But, you know, instead of being a quarter or a half a mile offshore, um, you know, you're, you're right in there with them, you know, uh, feeding the bears. Well, hopefully, you know, they're, they're not feeding <laughs> they're on you. Or they're feeding on us. Yeah, yeah. They feed on us. <laughs> 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 Try to get them to sign a contract yeah. not to eat, but, uh, you yeah. know. But, uh, you know, you take them into the, I wouldn't say into the wilds, but into the real country. And the, the real but, Alaska. But you do it in comfort. And, you know, I've always thought, you know, you know, motorhomes are, are great for certain things. But this is what they're really designed for, is that you can go to a wilderness area and, um, you know, you all the comforts of home. And the great thing about... Um, uh, using a a, a motorhome is you pack it and it's there. You don't you don't get up and move every day. We're it's a cruise on wheels. Yeah, you're better food. food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bo- food is better because uh, you're you're quite a chef. Oh, I I did uh, some of that halibut you dropped off. I did do that, and you're right. This must have been some big halibut, man. Those uh, fillets were t- uh, two three inches thick, and that's that was a hundred pounder. Yeah. Yeah, that would. That's a lot of. Uh, that's a lot of fillets. And if people go up there, there's a good chance they can bring some of that back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about cruises for a second. Okay. You know, cruises are great. Thousands of people, thousands of crew, great service. Nothing wrong with cruising, but you don't really see the true Alaska. You see the Alaska that's evolved around the towns the cruises go to. And I like to get people on a one-day cruise with Major Marine out of Whittier. They see 26 glaciers and have prime rib and salmon buffet for about 170 bucks. And now you've seen all of the glaciers you need to see in one day. We spend the rest of your tour on the interior of Alaska. Wow. And, you know, that's, that's the real Alaska. And, you know, to me, Alaska's always been, you know, to me, <laughs> the last frontier. Uh, I mean, there are places in the world that have very few inhabitants and, you know, they're not fully discovered. But Alaska, I believe if you take, what is it, uh, California and Texas, and I think you can even throw Montana in there, um, then... Uh, um, the the largest, and you combine them into one state, Alaska is still bigger. It's an amazing place. Everything is bigger, more dramatic. The tide drops twenty to thirty feet in an hour. So you Whoa. can be sitting here having sipping a mai tai or something on the beach with water nearly at your feet. Um, an hour, it'll be a quarter of a mile out. Oh. <laughs> 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 and then you and wait for it, then you then you wait for it to come back in so you don't have to swim to it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've literally I fished in the ocean where we're we're in hip boots and we have the tide coming in and until it gets to our knee we just stay there and fish and then we work our way back towards land as the tide is moving in and bald eagles are surrounding and flying catching the fish. It's uh, it's an amazing experience. Oh yeah, I mean the bald eagles. Nature are, on steroids. Bald eagles up there are like seagulls. 
That's true. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you see one sitting on a rock, and you can walk up to 20, 30 feet of it, and it'll just look at you. Yeah. But when you see those things, those talons, man, those things are really, you wouldn't want to get one to get pissed off at you. No. Now, a friend of mine, a guide, he caught a, a fish, and he was pulling it, and the eagle landed on the shore. And he goes, get off my fish. I'm going to take a hook out of it so you don't get it on you. And the, and the eagle jumps off. And then as he takes the hook out, he tells, okay, you can have the fish. And the eagle just hopped, and he has the whole thing on video. Those <laughs> kinds of experiences are just, they're just it's what, what memories are made of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess, you know, what you do is you try and put, uh, like, maybe four in a motorhome. Four, to me, four adults is an ideal size because uh, all my expenses are fixed, so having four people really brings the cost down. If you have a couple kids or grandkids, we got bunk beds, you can go six. But in terms of adults, I don't recommend more than four mm-hmm. and maintain a, a reasonable amount of space in which to uh, to move around. Well, the best way to do it then, of course, if you've only got two people, I'm sure Mike will find a way to get you in, uh, or you can have it yourself. But if you've got four friends uh, that want to share an experience or a family uh, to Absolutely. enjoy the, you know, the Alaskan adventure, that would definitely be the way to do it. I had a family of 12 last year, and the mom didn't want to stay in a motorhome. So we lined up three hotels in Anchorage and Seward, the RV, a pickup truck, and a rental van. Because yeah. everybody at different ages, and they wanted to do different things. And I orchestrated all the activities for the entire group, and everybody was very happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, until you, again, you know, cruise ships are great, but you kind of, you know, you can see the, the shore. But when you're, when you're in it and on it, and you haven't really experienced it. Can I talk about food, John? Because I, I love I'm a to talk about boastful. food. I love to talk about food. So nowadays, you go on a cruise. They do nice meals. They have you know veal. They have a lot of great menus. But a lot of times, you have to go into a side restaurant now, and you have to pay to get a really nice steak. Uh-huh. I serve the same quality beef that you get at Bruce Chris Steakhouse or a Morton's. It's all prime graded beef. My shrimp are usually somewhere between U fours and U fifteens, which means they're oh, one they're to like four ounces. Baby lobsters, each. yeah. And then my scallops are the same, anywhere from U6s to U15s. I buy the 6x10 king crab, which means there's six legs for a 10-pound box. Each leg is about a pound and a half. So everything I serve is at the top end of the food scale in terms of quality, but also when it comes to seafood, your size matters when it comes to pricing. So I only buy the most expensive seafood that's available. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little butter, a little garlic, a little seasoning. Well, the, uh, the other, the other thing is, not only that, you know what to do with it. <laughs> yes, I gained 13 pounds, unfortunately, last time. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, I resemble that. Well, I, I always said, I'm, I, I'm always suspicious of a skinny cook. <laughs> I told my doctor, I want to go to Alaska, and I take people hiking and sightseeing and lose weight. And I did everything but the loose weight part. Yeah. Right. Well, so come hungry. Yeah, well, we're, we're just about out of uh, that. So if we got you excited, uh, Mike Grummet is the person we're talking to, and he has alaskarvbutler.com. And, you know, if you really want to experience it, yeah, it's, there's, I, I, I don't know of any other way to do it. You can fly up to a fishing lodge, and that's great. But to be able to see it all, that's incredible. Anyway, uh, Mike, we appreciate talking to you. Thank you. And don't forget about those electric uh, bikes. Anybody wants to find out about it. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and uh, we're going to hang around with Mike for a little bit. We've got a very special guest coming up, but Frank is still here. And uh, Mike, you, well, we didn't really touch on the fishing. We, you know, we just talked about the experience. Um, but what are some of the other things that you go there for? Well, uh, I spent uh, about a week just touring Anchorage, finding things out to do, and I have a couple of favorites. One is the Tony Knowles Coastal Trail. It's an 11-mile trail along the coast that dropped about 50 feet during the 64 earthquake. So there's a little earthquake park. 
Then there's Kincaid Park at the 11-mile marker with bear and moose in downtown Anchorage. These are wild animals in the park, and it's not uncommon to see moose maybe 60-70% of the time. Yeah. Bike ride and hike. Yeah, it is. I know been in the, in the Kenai and the moose are, are, are prolific. They're out fishing in the stream, and they just kind of walk right up next to you, you know, the mother, <laughs> mother and calf. And, uh, you know, you don't want to tangle with them. And, you know, certain times and certain places you can hunt them, but they're such incredible animals, and you don't realize how big they are. I mean, an elk gets big, but... Uh, yeah, they're bigger in the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I like to do in Anchorage is uh, Flat Top Mountain. It's the tallest peak for people who can't hike. We just drive there. It's a visual. But it's also got a very uh, difficult rated hike that takes you to the top of a, of a mountain. And for the more aggressive hikers, it's a neat uh, place to go. After that, I like Girdwood for Alyeska. They have a tram that takes you up about 2,000 oh, feet. Yeah. You can see seven glaciers and Turnigan Arm, which is a big body of water. Mm-hmm. And there's Crow Creek Mine, and it's real gold panning. It's not somebody putting little dips of, of gold in a pan. It's actual gold panning in an old gold panning town uh, right there in, in Girdwood called Crow Creek Mine. So you might be able to pay for your trip. Yeah, I don't know if you get that lucky because it's been mined a lot, but it's yeah. still an active mine. And I have a guy and I have a picture. I'd say he had four or $500 worth of gold yeah. that he picked out uh, in one day. So there is uh, one of your, that's one, that's one of your guys that did it? This was just a, a, a stranger. I was helping him and his wife cross the stream. Yeah. They took a very dangerous route to go to their gold panning area that I wouldn't go. And I actually threw them a rope and helped them pull across the river oh and he gosh. showed me the gold that he got in that day wow. and it was uh maybe a third of an ounce wow yeah pretty amazing well it's a turn again i remember driving from anchorage down to the kenai and uh right around turn again there's a kind of a cliffs and the mountain that goes up and there's all these uh, mountain goats who are walking along yes. the cliff and beluga point you can pull over and if the water is high enough you can see beluga whales certain times of the summer uh, just driving within you know 100 yards of the shoreline pretty amazing um, a little favorite okay. side stop of mine is Indian Valley Meats. They sell reindeer sausages, buffalo sausage, all types of uh, of uh, different types of game animals mm-hmm. uh, that they have. And so we pick up our supplies for exotic foods on the way out of town. Sounds exciting. Uh, hey, hey, Mike, uh, we're, we're in Alaska right now, but uh, we're going to go down a little bit farther south. Um, I was talking to this guy that I find absolutely fascinating, and he started telling me some story, and I says, man, you got to come on this. This week. So we're going to introduce a Chad right now, and he operates coastwide sport fishing on the, on the northern tip of Vancouver Island. Chad, welcome nice. to uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Oh, I'm happy to talk to you, John. Okay, and we have on the line with us Frank Selby, who's uh, probably an internationally known fly angler, and we have Mike uh, Grummet, who we were just talking to, the Alaskan RV butler that takes people on uh, uh, Alaskan tours in motorhomes. Oh, fantastic! And but your your operation uh, is just. I've never fished that area. I've always wanted to. I always suspected the fishing was pretty good. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your operation first, and then what you do when you get up there. And we're going to hold you over uh, for another 12-minute segment when we finish this one. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, so we're operated. Uh, this is We're in our 14th year in business. Uh, we've got uh, six 25-foot Grady Whites, and they're fully 
fully wow. guided, and we run all-inclusive packages, and we're located at the north end of Vancouver Island up in British Columbia. So we're as far as you can drive on, on the northern tip of Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what you do is, uh, what's that ferry uh, that goes from uh, on the southern end of the Vancouver Island? Yeah, there's a lot. There's three different ferries actually, but the most popular one is from uh, the Vancouver uh, mainland side, which is Tawasin across the Nanaimo, and then we're only four hours north. Yeah. So well, for instance, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if someone wanted to um, to come and visit you, and they want to, you know, make a real trip of it, and they wanted primarily, and they want to bring, you know, some of their catch home, um, would you fly into Seattle? So one of the big advantages with us is you can drive to us, and you, you do make that trip. Uh, we predominantly do three- and four-day all-inclusive packages, John. So we include all your accommodations, all your meals, and we include all your custom processing and packaging of all your fish. And that's one of the, the big reasons that about 95% of our clients actually drive to us is just the, the capacity of the, being able to take the fish back. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, nowadays it's getting a little tougher on flights. Now, with all that being said, you can fly to us. We're a one-hour direct flight from Vancouver, British Columbia. So a lot of people drive up into Vancouver or they fly from Seattle to Vancouver and then there's a uh, Pacific Coast Airlines. It's a one-hour flight. Um, and we pick you up only eight minutes from the airport. Well, if, if uh, flying into, uh, uh, you know, the kind of the closest land area in the United States, um, would that, I mean, you can, I drove up from Portland, um, but not to the far end of the Vancouver Island. But where, where's the easiest, you know, um, airport that has a lot of commercial flights where you get the best prices? Would that, would that in other words, if you flew into Seattle and rented a car, how long would it take to get there? Here's the easy part. That's an easy question. So, from um, from Portland, we're ten hours door to door. So, um, we're we're another five hours closer. Um, uh, sorry, six hours closer um, from. Uh, let me just say. So, Bellingham. So, basically, oh. you're two hours. You're two hours from Seattle to Vancouver. And then you're an hour and a half ferry ride, and then you're four hours north. Yeah. So all in all, you're about seven hours door to door from Seattle. Well, Vancouver is such a beautiful, unique place. It's kind of Vancouver Island is like the uh, the Florida of the United States. It's uh, you know more temperate, uh, and you know it's just a beautiful place. Yeah, it is beautiful, and the whole the whole Vancouver Island trip is is gorgeous i mean it's uh it's something to see and um you know we have thousands of clients that come from all over the pacific northwest with a you know most being in the portland and you know northwestern central washington a lot from the bend oregon area places like that so spokane so you know almost all our clients drive and the uh well that it's it, if you're going to make a trip of it, you might as well do it now. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should wait until the the next segment before we get involved in in the fishing part of it. But uh, let's go ahead and continue with. And oh, by the way, Mike uh, yeah. and and uh, Frank, have you guys ever been to that area? Yeah, I used to fly in up from Portland all the time, and then bad saying, but I used to fly over to Queen Charlotte from there. And fish the firecrackers and the silvers. Mm-hmm. 
I used to do a King Come and Night Inlets in a floating lodge. And uh, we would go over to Salt Spring Island, Vancouver, Victoria. Uh, I think it's the most beautiful metropolitan area and countryside in the oh, world. Oh, it's beautiful. And you know, when, when you fly over Seattle uh, and you look down, uh, it seems like there's more boats than there are cars. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, all this stuff is interconnected and there's all these waterways and, you know, everybody's got docks at their back door. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. Uh, what about the, the seasons um, uh, there, Chad? Does it make a difference what time of the year? Well, that's a good question, John. So we open the doors on June 1st uh, every year. Uh, the first three weeks is um, a lot of bottom fishing. Uh, we have a lot of kings around at that time of year. They're fairly, you know, they're not, they're not big like they are in August. But there's lots around. But the first three weeks is predominantly our bottom fishing uh, clients that come. And then as you move in through to the end of June, July, our kings start getting bigger. Uh, we start seeing all our silvers show up. And then that carries on right through till the, the first week of September. And that's when we close the doors. And when you're talking about bottom, are you talking about lingcod, halibut, or rockfish, or what? All of that, yeah. So the halibut fishery, the lingcod fishery, and uh, the rockfish fishery. Mm-hmm. Our fishery is a little bit different than some of the other fisheries that you may or, or your or your or your listeners may or may have. We don't predominantly fish for one thing every day. We fish for all the species every day. So it's a bit of salmon fishing in the morning, and then we go get your halibut, your lingcod, and your rockfish after that. <laughs> yeah, you just go get them. Huh? Like, you make it sound like you just walk out there and pick them up. Well, you have to remember where we're geographically where we're located. You know, we just don't have the same boat traffic and the same fishing pressure as most other places. I mean, um, that's kind of one of the beauties of, of where we are. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, because of that, you know, our our fishery doesn't change much from year to year. But uh, you don't get the pressure, and it, and you don't have a lot of commercial fishing. That's correct. Wow. And is it does it go into deep water? Yeah, so it's a little bit fish. The fishery for our salmon is uh, all done predominantly in shallow water, right against the rocks, the kelp pads, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Uh, bottom fishing can be deep, not not that deep, but what we have in uh, outside of Port Hardy, which is kind of nice uh, for us, is all our halibut fishing is done uh, in about 60 to 80 feet of water. So I know there's yeah, a lot perfect. of places in Alaska that... Yeah, you got 300 well, feet, so. you, need a, you need electric reel. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a break. So I'm excited. I want to go. Yeah, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be right back. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we're having an Alaska-British Columbia party today. Wow. You know, again, I've been to Alaska more than a couple times, uh, but I've never fished British Columbia. And I actually have a niece that lives in uh, um, Victoria, the city at the south end of Victoria Island. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, so it'd be a good excuse to you know to go that direction. But tell us about the fisheries, if you wouldn't mind, Chad. Uh, that that what you do up there. Yeah. So once again, we uh, we run three and four day all inclusive packages. Our our fishery target um, the king and the silver runs, and of course all the bottom fishing. So it's the halibut, all kinds of rockfish, and all your your, your lingcod as well. And our season, like, like we mentioned before, it starts June 1st and runs right through till the end of August. Uh, the fishery is pretty much the same for that 90-day stretch, except for the king fishery. The king fishery starts off with smaller kings in June, and then we hunt giants in August. So we'll have fish um, in excess of 50, even 60 pounds in whoa, August. Whoa, Well, the silvers are the same thing, too. I think in that time of the year, they put on almost like, almost a pound a week. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and and the silver run is is um, is is uh, is it, it, it's one of those runs in where we are that it it just doesn't get utilized enough. Uh, 
I mean, there's some huge uh, fish in that August time frame. There's not not many big coho or silvers around in in June and in July, but in August they sure get big. Yeah. Uh, well, also, it sounds like, you know, in Alaska, they've been pretty good at uh, t- keeping the fishery sustainable. But there's been, in, in the last few years, a, a tremendous downturn in the amount of kings. Uh, because of that, they have to limit the catch. But apparently, you guys have plenty of them. Yeah, so our, our limits are, are I, 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 you know, I can't say, uh, the areas in Alaska are are a little bit different than ours, but we you're allowed two kings a day uh, in in our area, and you get to take home four. So basically, Whoa. anywhere in Canada, you get to take home double your daily limit. Mm-hmm. So everybody leaves us with uh, eight salmon. They, they they're four kings and they're four silvers. Um, there's two halibut, um, six rockfish, and uh, your four lingcod. So it's it's there's quite a bit of fish. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, Better bring a, a, a pretty big cooler, but uh, you process that and, and freeze the fillets hard, so they're good for a couple of days in the freezer, right? Yeah. So our all our included in your packages are all the custom processing and packaging while you fish. So what's a little bit different from us and some of the other places is that we use a certified processor. We don't do any of it at our dock or our facility. Your fish go to a certified facility, and they get custom processed and vacuum packed a pound and a half meal-sized fillets, and then it's all boxed, labeled, ready for you to travel home with all the proper documentation and paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, you, when you get home, you find you realize how many friends you have. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, a little tip, you can uh, get... Ingle has a portable freezer, plugs into your cigarette lighter. You get them to carry anywhere from 25 to 75 pounds of frozen fish. Well, that's an idea. So if you're going to be yeah. driving for a couple of days, you can keep them frozen before you get on the plane or wherever else you're going. Yeah, all the fish genres are frozen solid when we when you leave, and they're all boxed. Uh, even some of them, if, if they need be, it's all boxed air ready. But we've had clients, uh, you know, drive two to three days, and the fish is still solid when they get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about shipping it back? You can ship. It's just the same thing as, as trying to put them on flights these days. Shipping can be expensive, but we there is shipping available. Mm-hmm. And is there a, um, is there what's the closest airport to Port Arthur? You said it's it's by ferry. Sorry, say that one more time, John. The closest airport to Port Arthur. Uh, so in Port Arthur, we have an airport, and our operation is eight minutes from the airport. Oh, okay. So they have they have commercial passenger flights in there. They do, correct. Mm-hmm. And do uh, you ever use float planes up there? Yeah, well, the float plane base is right beside our floating office, so there's mm-hmm. there's float planes coming in and out of Port Hardy all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, a float plane operator. I'm not sure, John. Things change all the time, but there was one that left out of uh, Seattle area and would fly into Port Hardy in a certain occasion. But once again, that was expensive, and I'm not sure if they're doing that anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's take a little bit of a break and tell us about your history and your family. Okay, that's not a problem. Because <laughs> uh, I understand your dad was, uh, you kind of followed in his footsteps and took the operation. Yeah, so my dad had the first one of the first charter operations in Port Hardy in 1967. 
And back then, you know, nobody knew who Port, where Port Hardy was, and it was basically just uh, uh, people that came to visit, uh, you know, executives at the mine, etc. My dad and a, and a couple other guys started taking these guys out fishing. And then, you know, over the years, I just got interested in it, of course, and um, decided that it, it might be something I'd like to try. And, you know, I fell in love with it. I, I really did. I, it, it's become a passion. And now we have, a, you know, I have a, my, my wife and, and, my, and my two kids, and we, we have a full-blown family operation up there now, and it's just been fantastic. Right. Well, what about uh, when you finish up at the uh, end of September? Um, is there anything else? Do you do any hunting, or is there any other activities that you take people in for? We don't, no. We're strictly um, a, a, a fishing operation, John. Um, there's, there are uh, a lot of opportunities with some uh, uh, outfitters up there that um, just do specific hunting operations, but that's not us. Mm-hmm. And that would be on Victoria Island, or you just go up into British Columbia? Up into Vancouver Island, that's mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Black bear hunting up there. Yeah, there's a, a quite a, an extensive black bear uh, hunt that goes on at the north end of Vancouver Island. Right. Well, I'll give you a tip. Uh, you know, they say you are what you eat. Uh, some years ago in Alaska, some somebody that does hunt after the fishing season gave us like 30 pounds of black bear. And, uh, man, it, it tasted like fish scales. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to get the ones that are eating the berries and stuff. That's right. But, uh, no, that sounds so exciting. And it's, you know, again, what Mike does is a real Alaskan experience. And what you do is, is similar. It's, you know, you don't just fly into a, you know, to a fishing lodge. Uh, what about your accommodations? Where do you, uh, you know, how does that work up there? Oh, that's a great one, John. So I'm going to explain a little bit about the operation just outside of the fishing aspect. As you arrive in Port Hardy, the only oceanfront hotel in town is called the Glen Lion Inn, and that's our accommodations. We have a whole floor of that hotel blocked off all summer, and that's where all our clients stay. And what we do different, because we include all your meals, John, is we give you diner's cards. And there is six different pubs and restaurants in town. You simply can walk to them, and you order anything you want off of any of those menus, and it gets filled to us. So it's different than a lodge facility where there's a dinner bell, and you have to eat when everybody else does, and you have to order. You know, there's only a few things. This offers a a hugely diverse menu, and you can eat anytime you want. Well, uh, is the food as good as uh, Mike's and his, uh, his RV caravan? (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's some yeah. great food in Port Hardy. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what about, uh, is there any shellfish up there or uh, uh, crustaceans? There, there is. Now, once again, our, our we don't do any of the crabbing. There's the prawn fishery, all that. Type. We're strictly, uh, uh, you know, a, a salmon and a bottom fish operation. With all that being said, all of those other things, the clamming, the grabbing, the prawning. In our area, it's not as good as other areas. It's just simply not. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you go with what you got, but uh, I imagine the, the restaurants up there have access to a lot of great stuff. Oh, it's fantastic food mm-hmm. there. Fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Well, tell us, uh, you, you know, the, because these boats you're talking about, 25-foot Grady Whites, those are, you know, those are, are premium fishing boats. And you can, what, fish four uh, plus the captain? Yeah, so our our um, packages are based on two and three person on a boat with the captain. So oh. two and three person sharing. So we rarely, rarely ever put a fourth on. It just gets a bit crowded. And, you know, fishing-wise and fishing time, the two and three person package is what's best with us. Uh, each boat's fully guided. I've had the same guides for numerous years. Um, and we leave the dock at about 6 a.m. every morning, and we're back to the dock at 3.30 Every day in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time for a nap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you know, the, exactly. we- the weather all the way up, you know, from the Pacific Northwest up into Alaska, um, even in the summertime can be sometimes inclement. Uh, and there's cabins on these boats? There is, yeah. We have full bathrooms on there, not just porta potties. They all have flush toilets and uh, lots of room to get out of the weather. We're in the lead, so we're not on the west coast. We're at the northern oh. tip of Vancouver Island. So, John, geographically where we're located, we don't normally get that northwest swell. We mm-hmm. get winds, but we don't get the two combined all the time, which yeah. just makes it for a more comfortable trip. Right. A lot more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in the 60s how bad it was down well, I, I would imagine that having a a, a captain that fishes it all the time, because there's got to be hundreds of spots, and he knows which ones are active. Well, exactly. And there's not hundreds; there's thousands. Yeah. And uh, and you know, it's a pretty routine fishery. I, I it's but I, I what I tell everybody when they when they decide to come with us, it's an aggressive fishery. There's not a lot of downtime during the day. Most of the fishing is done all within the same vicinity or thereabouts. So there's mm-hmm. not a r- lot of running around to, to find different species. All our fishing is sort of conducive to one sort of or two or three different areas that we're mm, all right. fishing. And you don't have to go a couple hours to get there. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then we're once, gonna... you get there, once you get there, you're fishing, and then you got to pick up and travel another hour okay. somewhere well, else. Okay. Well, uh, Chad, we're going to have to take a break. Uh, normally, we were going to close you out, but we got about three minutes if you can hang around or four minutes to finish it up. So if that's all right, if anybody wants to hang around, we'd appreciate having you. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. <laughs> If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Can't get the fish in the light and in the water. Oh, yeah. Can't get the fish in the light and in the water. Well, if you're right, old Jane, you ain't got a chance. Make that old bacon in there. Can't get the fish in the light and in the water. I can see you can cast a line sitting there by the riverside. Worrying about the way you look. Water never sees you look. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and man, we're having so much fun. How are you doing, Frank? I'm just listening. Yeah. It's sounding very good. <laughs> yeah, it does. talking my old fishing ground, <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, um, Mike, did you say that you when you go to Alaska, you, you well, you can drive all the way up to Anchorage, can't you? So yes, sir. is that what you do is you go through Vancouver Island, or how do you get there? No, I haven't gone through Vancouver Island. I go through the interior, but Vancouver Island, there's a ferry system, and so it may be that I can catch a new a new way to drive, have some fun, catch some new scenery, get a little fishing done, and then either head up or catch them on the way down. Yeah. No, that sounds... What a life you've got there, uh, Mike. It's, <laughs> I'm not stay, complaining. You stay busy. You stay busy, that's for sure. Probably too busy. But uh, anyway, Chad, we're, during the break, we were talking a little bit about your method of fishing. Would you mind going over that with, uh, um, you know, you've got <laughs> the salmon, of course, the rockfish, and the halibut. Uh, tell us a little bit about the gear, the techniques that you use for those. Yeah, so for the salmon fishing, we'll start with that. It's uh, downrigger fishing, and we use predominantly 10.5-foot rods with single-action reels, islanders, long stones. There's a multitude of them now. They've certainly gotten a lot more advanced over the years, so that's what we use in Canada. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's an anchovy teaser head, sort of a, with a flasher, but not always. We use a lot of spoons. Um, I have uh, some of us, including myself, I prefer some of the old commercial spoons when I'm fishing for kings. So um, that's predominantly how we do our salmon fishery. The bottom fishery is a lot of uh, jigs. And for the halibut, it's more of a spreader bar with some bait. We do a lot of anchoring now for our halibut. Yeah, you would. Yeah, We do, yeah. We've got a few areas up there that we just find it to be far more productive 
on the anchor, and everybody well, can have I, a I guess the eat. difference is that when you're fishing for salmon, you do a slow troll. That's right. And you kind of move it by them. But halibut, yeah. you want to put something on the ground that, that they can smell, and they'll come in from a pretty good distance. So you sit there and wait 15, 20 minutes, but, you know, once they're in, then bang, bang, bang. That's right, John. One of the other things that we have in our area is because we fish in, a, in an area that's, um, you know, fairly shallow a lot of the time, believe it or not, a lot of that halibut is in there with the kings and the silvers, eating the same, uh, feeding oh. the same. And so we get a lot of halibut as bycatch on our salmon gear. I'll be darned. Yeah. Well, so you're catching halibut that have come up from the bottom? Is that what you're saying? That's right, yeah. They're just feeding in the same water column as uh, those kings and those silvers a lot of the time. It, it happens quite a bit, more so than you think. I mean, everybody thinks that a hell of it's got to lay on the bottom. There's a whole um, time frame in their life uh, cycle that they don't go to bottom at all. They, they, fit, they, they swim right in the same water column as salmon and other, other fish. Hmm. Yeah, they and, boil on the surface and, sometimes, and, and too. The, and the size, of, oh, yeah, well, that would be interesting. But, uh, and the size of the halibut, what's, you know, anywhere, you know, you keepers are anywhere from like 20 to 60 pounds? Exactly, John, exactly. You hit the two numbers perfect. Good, mm. well, but, uh, um, well, Mike uh, dropped off last time he was up. And uh, some, it was a hundred pound, and those fillets were, you know, that's that's you know, of course, a fillet is only one half, uh, and these things were they were almost you know two and a half, three inches thick. That must have, that's, that's a that's a lot of meat on a halibut. Oh yeah, yeah, you get about a fifty percent yield on a halibut. Well, that's yeah, that's pretty much universal, isn't it, uh, Chad? Most fish will yeah. yield about fifty percent. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you got a hundred pound halibut, you know that's a that's a freezer full of <laughs> fillets. <laughs> that's and correct. Said you get a lot of friends, and the way they vacuum pack it, you know, that it really is. It stays fresh for at least a year. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've had it last as long as two, as long as I've vacuumed it, so it's solid. Well, I've got some in the freezer that are more than <laughs> they're older than they should be, but I just you know after a while you thought, now nah, I'll just use them for stew. Anyway, it looks like that's it. We had a great fun today, you guys. We really appreciate Thanks you coming on. I certainly learned a lot, and I, I know that everybody else did. And maybe Mike will get up there, and maybe we'll all get up there, Chad. <laughs> 